Welcome to the official ABC Once Upon a Time podcast discussing Into the Deep. I'm your host, Estelle Magecki, and you'll be listening to the creators and executive producers of Once, Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kitsis. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hello, Oncers. And uh, a big congratulations on the Oncers Best Fan People's Choice nomination. Yes, go and vote, Oncers. Go yes, and vote. Thank you all for the support. And make sure that you vote for Jennifer Goodwin, too. Of course, vote for Jenny, vote for the show, and for the fans listening, we just wanted to congratulate you on your nomination. It is a wonderful compliment to all of the fans out there. Yes. So, Eddie and Adam, in the opening scene with Cora, I found myself questioning Hook yet again. Was he really switching sides? He plays this role so duplicitously. Well, isn't that the fun, to try to figure out what side is he on? I would say the only side you can be sure of is that he's on his own. Yeah, I mean, he's a pirate, and a pirate does what a pirate does. Cook clearly has a code, and I certainly believed him in episode six, but at the same respect, you know, Cora's a powerful person, so sometimes you, you, uh, you have to go where the wind blows. And when he jumped down from the beanstalk, it felt like he was angry at Emma for double-crossing him and leaving him locked up with the giant. Well, if you got left on top of a beanstalk, wouldn't you be angry? Yeah, I think he really, really was being honest with Emma. And he feels betrayed, and I think uh, he's not a man who likes to give second chances. Now, we know Cora's powerful, but we really see evidence of that when her magic summons her very own zombie army. So, did Rumpel teach her? We absolutely saw Rumpelstiltskin taught her daughter, and we have alluded to Cora and Rumpel having a past in episode two. So I would say keep watching, because I have a feeling he's got a hand in everything. We said magic can't bring someone back from the dead. We also didn't say that doesn't mean you can't use their body to try and kill someone. And I think, you know, it shows how powerful she really is. And Rumpel mentions that he won a battle against Cora in the past. Mm-hmm. Was he referencing the Evil Queen's push through the looking glass or was it something else? That was the beginning of the culmination of a battle. We have referred to Cora as the Miller's daughter. We understand if we look at what Rumpelstiltskin's original story with the Miller's daughter was, the deal was she was to owe a baby. We know that Regina was a baby, and we know for some reason he's taken a heavy interest in her. To be fair, we've never said Regina is a baby, but it is a fair (laughs) assumption. But at one point she was. So I would say keep watching, and I have a feeling that might get answered this year. When Henry is in the sleep state, and he's in the room with Aurora for the second time, It seems that the necklace that gold gave Henry lost its calming influence. So what happened there exactly? Well, what happens is it's cracked. In the use of it, it can't really withstand the strain. So yes, it's losing some of its power. Then in the cave as Cora's captive, Aurora shows an incredible strength of character. Obviously, when the audience met her, she was upset at Mary, Margaret and Emma and blamed them for the death of Philip. And then she realized that maybe revenge was not the best path for her. But I think what's interesting about Aurora Sleeping Beauty is that there is a toughness to her. There is a desire to be heroic. She just hasn't had a chance. And I think that there's a fearless quality to her character because she was always destined to fall under a sleep. So now... Because of that, and that's a story we haven't told yet, but because of that, her outlook on waking up is, I never thought I'd get this far, so I'm going to do what I can, make the most out of my life. I think there's a sense of a recklessness to her, you know, that we've seen. She tried to kill Snow, even though she was told not to, and she's willing to go under and risk death to make contact for people she barely knows because I think that she's, you know, I think she's a character that's looking for purpose and honor in her life. 
Plus, I feel it was a huge temptation when Cora offered to reunite Aurora with Prince Philip. If it was a genuine offer, it was a test of Aurora's strength. And I think we have shown that she's a character with a lot of strength. And I don't know, I'm excited to see where she goes from there. You know, and I think what's great is when she says, I'm not bought that easily. And I think that is a true mark of her character. Because as we've seen with Hook, he can be. There are two Emma Snow scenes that are particularly strong. The blame game scene between Emma and Snow coupled with the scene when Snow wakes up from seeing David. What I found so interesting about their characters is that they beautifully play as an extension of one another. First Snow reassures Emma and then they switch and Emma becomes certain that they will return and achieve their goal. Even from the pilot last year when Charming said to Snow, we need to have faith, faith that our child will come one day and save us, I think that is a part of their family, that they have faith in each other and faith that right and good will win. And I think what's great about Mary Margaret and Emma is although they have not known each other as mother and daughter, Mary Margaret in a lot of ways was Emma's first real friend. And now that the dynamics changed, it's her mother, there's a lot of confusion there, but underneath it all, there is a loving bond between these two people that when one is weak, the other becomes their strength and vice versa. And I think that's what's important because they're both trying to achieve the same goal, which is to go home and reunite their family. In Mr. Gold's shop, when Henry talks to Regina about magic, you can see that she's really trying to redeem herself. Yeah. The love a parent has for their child is perhaps the purest of them all, and I feel that Henry represents that for Regina now. I think Henry represents a lot of things for Regina, and I think she's really trying. You know, whether she can succeed or not, she is trying to love him and be loved by him. And it is, you know, it's something that she doesn't know she can attain, and it's also, I think, very reflective on the troubled relationship that uh, she's had with her own mother. There's a part of her that thinks Henry's the last bit of good in her heart. You know, she had the hole in her heart that she perhaps was now filled, but I think that Henry's that last bit of humanity, that last bit of goodness, that last little bit of something that makes her going completely dark. And she may go completely dark to get the things she wants, but with Henry, she really is trying to change. She really is trying to go on a different path. She really is trying to get back to the woman who was in the stable boy before she lost the love of her life. And I think that's a tough struggle for anyone. Change is the hardest thing to do. And I think, you know, this season she's really, really trying, but her mom is going to do her best to bring her back. Again, at the end of the episode, I'm wondering about Hook's character. It's terrifying that he took Aurora's heart. Yes. But it's just wrenching that Cora can literally put words into Aurora's mouth. You know, we've seen the power to hold the heart is a very strong power and a power that will allow you to control someone. You have in in Hook and Cora two characters who have a very strong need to have their goals met and now we're seeing the lengths to which they will go. It's not gonna be pretty. Hook was double-crossed by Emma, and we've already seen he's a man driven by revenge. And when Cora basically threatens to leave him there, that's the worst possible case for him because he can no longer get revenge. And so this is a win-win for him. He gets to keep Emma there, and screw her over, and he gets to go to Storybrooke, and by taking that heart, he wins Cora's affections again. And the question I would have is, how did he learn how to do that? Because we've only seen very specific people do that. We've only seen the Queen, Cora, and Rumpel. 
and uh, I would say watch episode nine. I am curious to see whether Hook has another plan for Cora. Maybe there's something else there. I would say that if you're curious about Hook's relationship to Cora, watch next week. Yeah, you will see that they have a past, but not the past you're thinking of, you dirty oncers. So what is the most significant thread in this episode? One of the things I love about this episode is that I feel like all the threads are tied together. So that I don't feel like there's one particular thread where I, which I think is more important than the other. I think what's really cool about the episode is that everybody is on a collision course and that they're kind of all going at full speed and the stakes couldn't be higher for everyone. So that everybody's agendas are all intertwined and at odds. And I think that's what's really fun about the episode. Yeah, I think that's why we love this episode so much. It really sets up the season and we're kind of like, now we're getting there. And that's what I love about it. One of my favorite moments is when, obviously, the, the Snow Charming scene. In, in the Red Room, but I love when Charming is willing to go under. You see Charming in Storybrooke, you see how heroic he is when he says, put me under, I've spent far too much time searching for my wife, it's time to bring her home. I love that moment, because I think that to me, that's the spine. It's a family going home and being reunited after being separated for 28 years, and they still can't get together. I really love the scenes when David goes into the sleeping curse and finds snow. What was your favorite scene from this episode? That one. Yeah, I think Charming and, and Snow having their almost moment, I think, was, was my favorite. I love that. I love Aurora and Cora. I love her getting in her face like that. I think that was a really exciting scene, and I just love Josh saying, you know, I want to find my wife, put me under the curse. I thought that was really great. And Sarah's delivery of Aurora's dialogue when she says to Cora, we shall see, was fantastic also. Yeah, it was really great. You know, what's fun about episode eight is... Because I think now that time's come, we're really getting to know a little bit more about these characters and we're realizing they're not exactly, there's more to them than what we thought. And I have to mention the crow landing on Snow's shoulder. Yes. The perfect actor and right on the mark. Do you know how many takes that took? Well, on dailies, I think there was a few. <laughs> I don't know, but, uh, you Ginny know. Ginny is fearless. She has worked with more animals on this show and has had more of them go to the bathroom on her than any actress probably ever. <laughs> She's really great with the animals. I remember even in the pilot when we did the little bird, we actually had her catch it and fly off. He's great, and that crow looks scary. Like, I don't think I would be able to do that. It's pretty big. Yeah. Its body is larger than her head. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's a huge crow. It's a huge, scary crow. And, yeah, but, you know, the crow knew its marks. We have a few Twitter and Facebook questions for you this week. From Twitter, the Aussie Onces would like to know if the cast of Once Upon a Time have any plans to visit Australia. I think the cast and the creators. Yeah, what's wrong with the creators? Would, I've never would, been to Australia. Would, we would love to come to All Australia. All we need is an invite. You yeah. Should, you should let ABC know that you want to see the creators and the cast. Care of ABC Studios. Yeah. No, in, in all seriousness, we would love to come. I mean, the truth of the matter is the shooting schedule for the show is so intense for everyone that we really don't get a break until ever. It's crazy to get away, but everybody is so appreciative of the support we've gotten all around the world. And we know, I believe we're premiering in Australia this week. And, you know, we're really excited for you guys to get a look at season two and hope you're excited about it. Yeah, I mean, I think I speak on behalf of me and Adam and the cast that we would love to visit every country that we air in because we do this for the fans. And that is why you do it. You do it to see the reaction on other people that you're actually, you know, doing something that they like and that touches them in a way. And so we'd love to get out. Anyway. From Twitter, Once Upon a Time TV asked, 
Since true love is such a set idea on the show, could someone ever have more than one true love? I think that is a great question, and I think that is a theme that will probably get explored at some point on the show. Whether or not someone can have true love, I think, would depend on the circumstances. I'd like to see Regina have another love. Yeah, I mean, for me, Regina, I think what I love so much about episode five is when Daniel, even though he was in monster form, said, go love again. And so we know that that was her true love, but he's passed on. So does that mean she can never fall in love again? And I would hate to live in a world without the hope that you could fall in love again if you lost someone you loved already. And I think the nature of love is something that we like to explore on the show, which is it's not just romantic love. The love of a, of a child and a parent as well falls into that category, such as we saw at the end of season one with Emma and Henry. And possibilities of where you can find love we think are endless. And that's one of the things we love exploring on the show. And from Twitter, Anna Carolina Latouf asks... Will Regina ever have another love interest on the show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope so, or boy, it's going to get really bad for everyone, huh? You know, <laughs> it's it can always come, you know, you never know where and when and how. But yeah, it would be really sad if she didn't. And I think, you know, right now you're seeing her trying to win back the biggest love of her life, which is Henry. That's taken precedence. From Twitter, L at Detective L asks, did Rumpelstiltskin actually create the curse or just discover it? I well, would say, that is a story uh, yeah, I'd like to I would see say, not Keith, be told on a podcast. I would love you to watch that and find out. I mean, I wouldn't want to hear that on a podcast. <laughs> I would say this. I know that he gave the curse to Regina, so he got it somewhere, or did he create it? But that is a story I did would like to see. Did he create it? Did he make it? Yeah, and at what cost? From Facebook, Grace Matten asks... At the end of The Doctor, Rumpel was working with the young queen to teach her the art of magic, but at some point we know that they had a serious falling out. Will we ever discover what event turned them into enemies? Well, that is an interesting thing. They've almost kind of been frenemies, and I think that's the thing. And I'm not sure it's just one event, but it is a culmination of two people with selfish interests. I will say we will see more of... Rumpel and Regina in the past, and we'll see more of where they went after the teachings. But again, it's I think it's more complicated than one simple event. They have done horrendous things to each other, and yet at the end of the day, they still always find a way to work together. Eddie and Adam, thank you again, and thank you to all of our subscribers for your wonderful support. Thank you. Thank you all. Congratulations, Oncers, on your People's Choice Dom. If you'd like to be a part of our next session, please add your question to the podcast post on the Once Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash onceabc, or tweet me your question at Estelle underscore MCG. Please join Eddie and Adam next week and tune in to Once Upon a Time, Sundays, 8, 7 central on ABC and available the following day at abc.com. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>